The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Ritter's not a first-round pick, okay, just so we'll get there. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. And if, if Ritter goes in the first round, I'm going to get down and kiss your feet, all right, <laughs> next time you're here on the show. Wow. Oh, what's up, baby? It's Wednesday. It's before the draft. We're a little more than 24 hours away, and Pauly e. B is here. Chris Sims here. Chris Sims on button. What's up? And that was myself with Pat Corain on Monday. We did a little bit of like a segment on fantasy and the draft and yeah. kind of how it projects forward. Yeah. And, of course, yeah, there's a lot of talk lately of like Desmond Ritter going in the end of the first round. Let me talk- stop you for a second. Yeah, totally. I got to say, right. I don't know what Ahmed thinks. Yeah. It's a little weird to see that and somebody else sitting here. I, you're right. A little bit like I, I'm coming yeah. home. Look inside, dining room table, some, you know, some other dude sitting there. Yeah, yeah. Having I mean, dinner with my y- kids. And you're like, damn, they're replacing me already. I don't huh? know. I mean, I just had this visceral reaction. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of weird. I didn't make the call. Was I didn't it good for you? Here. It was good for me. Did you enjoy it? I did. It was satisfying. Yeah, yes, a little yeah. variety. I've had better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, uh, no, and, you know, I, I got no say over that stuff. Okay. They told me I'm doing this video, help them out, and they said, let's do it right here before All your right. podcast. Okay. So just, I certainly didn't mean to. No, just, you it's, know, you know I, I understand. Yeah. I don't, don't tiny bit hurt. I wasn't cheating on you. Little, uh, okay. I was forced to look at some other options on the menu. <laughs> all right, that's what happened there. We may have to discuss what entails cheating, right? After right. The show, and then you know, I thought you were going to ask me like, you know, it's just like get down and kiss your feet. I thought you were going to be like, wait, you kissed Ahmed's feet, and now you haven't kissed my feet. Yeah, but you're going to kiss his feet. So yeah. I thought that's where you were about to go with that. Not into that. I'm, okay, good, good. Yeah. I'm not into it either. All right, but I'm just trying to make my points there. Yeah, me, Desmond Ritter, the talk I've been hearing. Oh, maybe four. Qu- that's such bullshit. Let me just say that right there. I just there's no fucking way. I don't Watch see how the talk that, that he well, might go. There where? might be four quarterbacks in the first round, and he could go at the end of the first. Yeah, I, I, I don't see that at all. I, and I don't know anybody with a logical mind than the NFL that's thinking that either yeah. just to let you know so that to me is all draft somebody late in the rounds putting out a name like that so people jump on it what's your desmond over under well what would you what would you put it at mm, number, that's a good question so it's, it's not 32 it's not 32 what if i said 36 i'm i would still go lower than that i would i would not let me just say this yeah after the three top quarterbacks i would not really draft anybody after that for a while for a while. Corral, Willis, Pickett. Right. Those three, mm-hmm. sure. Whoever's left over for the early second, you know, it, yeah. sound, it feels like it might be Corral. Okay, he's gone in the first five or ten picks of the second round. See ya. I wouldn't touch one of these quarterbacks for at least 30 picks. I was going to say, what, what, what so, counts as a while? 
Well, third round. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't start even thinking about it until then. I really wouldn't. There, there, to me, and you know, we're going to hit on this here just a little bit with the the big picture of the draft, right? But that's one of the things that's the big picture of the draft. I don't mean to change the subject here, but it kind of just naturally went into it. I kind of did with my jealousy. Okay, good. <laughs> but it's already gone sideways. But that to me is all right. Themes of the draft. Here we go. We people have heard me, and I'm sure you've heard others. Yeah, there's not a ton of superstars in the draft. We know that. I do think there's like two guys at every three guys at every position where yes they stand alone and then there's a cliff before the next group mm-hmm. of guys come up so there's that and so there's a little like sweet spot in the top twenty where you go ooh there's definitely a different type of player you can get in the top fifteen eighteen twenty as compared to twenty twenty five twenty eight in that range right you hear Brett Veach Kansas City Chiefs GM earlier in the week he goes. Good chance we'll be drafting at the end of the first round with nobody that has a first grade, first round grade, first round grade on our board. Wow, right? Because I think a lot, I think there's probably a lot of teams, maybe twenty, twenty five guys got first round grades. But as you may have heard me say, there's I like my account. I'm close. To, I was close to almost eighty guys that I wrote down somewhere in the range of either twenty five to forty five, or mm-hmm. forty to sixty, or forty five to sixty five. It was. I stopped counting. I was close to 80 when all said and done. Wow. Right. Wow. So that's where I think this is a really interesting draft. Do you think it counts as a weak draft? Because after I mean, well, everybody agrees it's yeah. an unknown. Like We don't really know what's going to happen right. in one. That's unique. One of the next things you hear about this draft, ah, it's weak. I don't think it's weak. I think people are saying it's weak because, okay, maybe there's just not that standout. Like, But if there aren't 32 players worthy of a first-round pick, to me that sounds I, like it would be weak. I, I, I hear you. I don't know. I don't quite look at it like that. You know, I kind of look at it more like it's just, all right, it's lack of big-time superstars. For sure. That's where I, okay. The quarterback thing adds to The quarterback thing adds to the week. Exactly yeah. right. I was just about to say the same thing. But, like, I, I don't look at a draft in week and when I'm going in going, well, here's the uh, 120th player I'm watching, and I'm going, he's going to start on a team for eight years. Yeah. And he's going to be, uh, I think, a second rounder, but I don't know, he could be in the third with the way this draft is. So that to me is not weak. It might just, la- it just, it lacks high end cream, cream of the crop type of guys. Agreed. So that's where I guess I would, I would say it. But I, I have a hard time saying weak because I don't, I mean, again, Teams are built through the second, third, fourth round picks, and I see like a lot of opportunities to help build right. your team. And that to me is where the value of the draft is. So you might want to say weak at the top part, but I don't look at it as weak overall. Weak is, I mean, weak is something you can go back three years later and say that was weak. Yes. I mean, I think any draft is loaded with talent. It's, right. it's what kind of talent is it? What yeah. kind of headline sexiness does it have when there aren't quarterbacks, when there aren't running backs? Uh, receivers are. Pretty good, but I mean the bottom line. It's about offensive linemen and edge rushers in the first round. It's you know not I know. weak. It's just not like wow. No, I know huge names. There's not a slam dunk like oh my gosh, it's Miles Garrett and he's the guy and we're going with him. And we know it's amazing. right. Yes, yeah. those are those type of guys. Exactly right. Yeah. Now I I understand that. You know, but uh, I will say too though within this that yeah you know you heard me say there there's some guys here that I think stand out above the rest and I think are certainly going to be a priority in the top ten yeah because they are the cream of the crop for this draft. Uh, by the way, just to yeah. clean something up, Desmond Ritter, our friends at Points Bet, Pete, I think you said thirty and a half is the number. Obviously, you think uh, that is a very good bet on the underside. I do. Yeah. What was it? What was the number there? I, I guess that would be over. That'd be over. Oh, yeah, I definitely like that. No yeah. doubt about it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. Get your points bet app right now and do that. What's been the main reaction 
to your mock draft that you rolled out on Monday? Um, I got. A, I mean, a lot of good feedback. You know, mostly guys are are positive and happy or whatever. Hey, Chris, great. You know, great mock draft. It was really cool. I liked yeah. it. You know, I think the main thing I would say is um, nobody knows exactly what the hell is going to happen with that first pick. That's yep. definitely a real question right now. I think. The Jamison Williams, where he goes, I had him attend to the Jets. I think it's a real conversation and certainly get some call, uh, you know, talk back there. I'm probably a little higher than the rest of the NFL world on the Georgia D tackles. You've got them both in the top ten. I got them going eight and nine. Yeah. That, uh, that to me is, again, but, but you know, to counter that, Paul, and I told you this a little before we started the pod, I also have a group of friends that are go. I see what you see in Georgia, guys, and mm-hmm. I think they are worthy of that right there. So, uh, but I would say that was probably the one where oh, I think you know that's the that spot where you got them. I think it's a little high. They're going to probably be more in the mid-teens, and then and then it's about the guys off of that who can fill in that void at eight and nine with right. Atlanta and the Seahawks. So that's probably the feedback I've gotten. Let alone some questions about the quarterbacks and you know will Malik Willis go to the Panthers or Kenny Pickett or will the Falcons take a quarterback at eight? You know I kind of constantly uh, got people like picking my brain about the quarterback stuff too and you had him just so we can all uh, yeah. roll that out there at 20 Malik Willis was your first quarterback yep. off the board uh, of the yes, Steelers and you had at 32 the Lions coming back in to get Kenny Pickett yeah so yeah you've got him only at two yeah uh, some questions here again thinking about your mock and draft they're at Monday. 32 they're not coming back right they're already at they're 32. already at 32 yep. there you go yep. okay there you go. you're yep. right so uh, Jaguars just signed Cam Robinson to mm. a long-term extension reportedly three years 54 million dollars you had the Jaguars going defense with yeah. Aiden Hutchinson at one. Do you think, I mean, did that news make you rethink anything about number one? The whole week's made me rethink. Pete will tell you. I literally have gone, man, maybe I should just redo the mock draft. <laughs> maybe I should. I, I don't know. And I, I really don't. They've confused things. Yeah. Uh, they've done a good job if they're trying to mislead the public and leave it up to a surprise. Yeah. You know, again, Hutchinson would be my pick, no doubt about it. You know, early on in the process, those were the rumors you heard that it would be Hutchinson, and now there's a lot of talk. And, you know, yes, if I listen to the people I trust in the NFL, I I feel like more people now feel like Doug Peterson won the war of attrition down there, and they're going to go offensive linemen. I wouldn't be mad at him if they did. I wouldn't either. I understand it. I totally do. do. I'm, I'm with you there. So, but, th- but within that news and things I hear and you hear it in the media too, I go, oh, maybe I should change things around. And what, what to me is what I just find interesting is the ripple effects of what could happen there. You know, if, if according to which tackle they, they, they get. Now, with what they just did with Cam Robinson, three years, $54 million deal, who's a good left tackle? I mean, he's good. There's no doubt. But th- if they're going to go O-Lyman, that to me now just goes, well, it's definitely going to be Iki Ikwana. Because? Because you got Cam Robinson, a left tackle. Mm-hmm. They drafted a, right, a tackle last year in the second round of Walker Little. I would think he's going to play right tackle. They got Brandon Scherf at guard. And Icky has real big-time guard potential. Could you take a guard at one, even if he's a great guard? I Guard with potential to maybe be a tackle down the road. Yes, I can. I yeah. can take a guard at one. Would you take Quentin Nelson at one if you had to redo it again? He's, you know, he's in the right the draft, goal, yeah. right? He's Zach always Martin. the gold standard. Right. Yet, yes and yes. Yes. Right. It's just I. I think as a Jaguars fan, and even if you're inside that building, you'd have to swallow hard. You'd be like, okay, we love this guy. He's yeah. going to be a great player. He's the least valued position in the draft besides inside linebacker. I hear you. So it would be. 
courageous. It is. It's courageous. Yeah. It's courageous. It's going with a unit where we just go, we're going to be so good here that yeah. you're really gonna be able, we'll be able to impose our will no matter who we play. Right. So I can understand those thoughts. We have a lot of teams in football that are built with elite units that, you know, force the team to they're playing to play different because that unit's so elite. I, I love that. going global with it with, with a position like that. I yeah. think it's great. And it, it would be a pick to help Trevor Lawrence, which I think has to be top of mind with all these picks. No doubt. No doubt. It would now, just be interesting. So that's what I think with that. I do think if they're going to go one, it would be icky. I do wonder, like, all right, you know, if they brought Evan Neal into the equation, that gets interesting too. Where does he go? Well, where does he go? So, yes, right. Evan Neal did play some guard in college too, yeah. but I think he's more of a true left tackle. I don't see the versatility that I- Icky has. So I don't know if they, would they move would they move uh, Neal to right tackle and maybe Walker Little into the other guard mm. position. They have some flexibility there, you know. Uh, but but the the biggest thing to me is this tackle off the board at one to Jacksonville. It's yep. the ripple effect that I find interesting. All right, so now Detroit at two. Both pass rushers are on the board. Let's just say they take Aiden Hutchinson because it's a Michigan guy and all that. Let's just for sake of the exercise. Now you get to number three with the Houston Texans, and you sit there and go, well, I bet you they didn't expect to be sitting there going, well, we got a tackle and Trayvon Walker on the board? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, wait, we have positional needs for both. Yeah. You know, my my just knowing Nick Casario, and I have no knowledge of this, but just if I had to guess the human being, I think they'd go tackle there. I think. Especially if it was Icky who was there. Yeah. That's who you have them taken. I do. Yeah. Right. I think they would do that. And then the ripple effect off of that is now there would be, let's just say, Jacksonville goes Evan Neal 1, Detroit Hutchinson 2. Now Houston goes, oh, crap, it's Trayvon Walker or Icky. We'll go Icky. And now you got the Jets at 4, who I got pegged with sauce. It makes too much sense. You know, you hear rumors and things up here in the New York area. But did they expect to be sitting there going, wait, Trayvon Walker's on the board here too? Right. And that, to me, can change the dynamic of the first round. And that's where I'm very interested to see. So Jacksonville's got everybody guessing. I guess I'm leaning in as far as my thoughts and knowledge of people in football that I think they're going to go offensive line, Iki Aquanu. Um but I will say, if I was a GM of that team, I don't think I would do that. Well, I wouldn't do it. I'd go with the run, the pass rusher. Good thing about coming yeah. off a season that bad, you really can't make a bad choice in terms of like there, there are a lot of position needs. No, no doubt about it. So as no long doubt. as a player turns no out, no doubt that that's number one. Okay, eight locks for the top ten. You yeah. had yeah. Neil, Iquanu, Cross, Walker, Hutchinson, Johnson, Sauce, uh, Jay Williams. Anybody else you think counts as a a lock kind of guy? Yeah. Oh, and I say that that like this is you know. Those eight you just mentioned to me yeah. are going to be in the top ten. Right. They're going to be in the top S- ten. Somehow, somewhere, Almost some order. everybody I know in football, these are the top eight guys. Most people's, I think, bo- big board has the two pass rushers, Icky and Sauce Gardner as their top four guys. And then Evan Neal's five on some or six on some are right there. I would say that would be more people than I know in football that that's their top four. Yeah. All right. So, and then I don't know anybody that doesn't think Jameis Williams isn't the best receiver in the draft. Right. I don't. I know nobody. So that's not, you know he has the ACL thing. Big deal. So does that play into mm-hmm. it? And does that make him fall out of the top ten? Yeah. Right. So that'd be interesting. You know, Atlanta at eight. I could see them maybe doing that. Jets at ten. Sure, yeah. I could see that too. 
So that's where that gets interesting. Um, the other guy I would say that maybe uh, Kyle Hamilton probably infiltrates that crew right there. Now it's safety. You know, how much the teams value? Are they going right. to put the guy? Are they going to really pull the trigger early in the top five on a safety? I don't know if I see that. You have him 11 to Washington. I have him 11, but I think he is, he is a guy that can go and interrupt those eight I said in the top 10. So I look at him to be like, oh, okay, here's a guy that not going to fall past the first half of the first round, but he could upset the order of the first 10. And then off of that, Garrett Wilson would be another guy Yeah, I'd throw in that conversation, Paul, to go, yeah, there's people definitely around football that really have a high grade on him. And if Atlanta's thinking receiver and they're going, oh, wait, we have Jamison Williams, the injury, we need somebody right now, blah, blah, I think Garrett Wilson's their guy that they go with there. So he can upset that. And then Derek Stingley Jr. Yep. And again, Kayvon Thibodeau. Okay. These are guys that uh, I have listed here that I want to talk specifically. Yeah. Are you ready to go there? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yep. So this is kind of under the headline of biggest wild cards. You talked about guys you think are locks to be in the top 10. Right. So we, we picked out some players that count as wild cards, which is really just a wide range of opinions because of the wide range of kind of tape that they have out there. So let's begin with Thibodeau. You have him at 12 to Minnesota. Right. And listen, I wouldn't even take him at 12, just so you're clear. You'd take him higher or lower? I would go lower. But I just know that there's hype around him, and there's some teams that do like him. To me, he's not worth the 12th pick of the draft. So removing your opinions on him and just what you think will happen tomorrow night, will you be surprised if he's available at 12? Um, No, I will not be surprised. He's one where I go, I wouldn't be surprised if he was available at 20 still. I don't know if I – I wouldn't be surprised, like, again – I wouldn't do this, but I wouldn't be surprised if he was off the board in the top 10. That's why I say he's the wild card to me. Yeah. There are some people to me that have bought into the hype and all of that. And that, you know, and, and, and they see a player that, of course, I don't see. What's the biggest positive narrative on him about why he would belong in the top 10 or even in the top five to somebody well, that you yeah. want to push back and say that is not who he is? Right. Well, I think the biggest thing is just, you know, again, he's got the production, he's got a lot of the measurables you like, right? But the production, what I would sit there and challenge people with that really love him and go, let's go back and watch. Let's, let's, let's watch the sacks. Mm-hmm. Let's watch some of the other plays that you're giving. Like I would go, they're not really that thrilling. It's not like where I go, oh, he just dominated that guy like, like Jermaine Johnson did or, or you know, Hutchinson did. It's not, it's not even in the same category. Yeah. Or like Karlaftis did. And I can go on. So that's where. And then a stiffer athlete with narrow hips and a narrow lower body. That just scares me. I haven't seen a whole lot of really good pass rushers, edge guys that have that type of body. And again, I'm not rooting against this guy. This is just my job to evaluate. I hope he shits on me and he can come on here and tell (laughs) me about it. And I would not be mad if he sat here. Yeah. Okay? I would get over that. Bigger wild card to me, Derek Stingley. You have him going number 23 to Arizona. Right. A couple years ago, if it would be allowed for someone to come out after the freshman year, I think he's top 10. Yeah, Maybe it's top probably, five. Probably. Between the injuries and the range of production and effort we've seen the last couple of years, I mean, it, he is all over the board. To me, it feels like he's going before 23. Why do you think he, he falls that well, far? Well, you're right. I, it, I, I, like, I have a ton of people who, after my mock, I should have said this when you asked me the question, too, were like, that's too low for Stingley. Yeah. Stingley could go in the top 10, dude. Yeah. Dude, right. Stingley's going to go in the top 12. I got a lot of that. Yeah. Bro, bro, I think Stingley's going to go before <laughs> that. 
I, I, again, there's a guy that, yes, I don't love. There's no way I would do it. I thought about it. I kind of just went to the conclusion a little bit with Stingley of just going, you know, I think he's going to be on, yes, a number of teams, top 10 or top 12 picks, but then they're going to get there and they're going to go, are we really going to take the guy whose film got worse over the last two years and has an injury issue? Right. That's the guy we're going to go with? Results you know, matter. Production again, matters. Kayvon Thibodeau and Stingley, a, a little bit of their overall assessment to me is back to their Rivals.com high school ranking. And I'm going to go, man, we're just going to let the Rivals.com guy kind of set it up for the rest of the NFL, huh? That's where I don't, I'll push back on that. So, yes, but listen, there's one, again, why is he in this wild card part of the conversation we're talking about? Because, because of how he played the last he, two because years. Because how he played and yeah. because nobody knows where the hell he's going to go in the top 10 or the top 12. Right. Everyone has their guesses. Oh, it's the Texans at three. I don't see Nick Casario from New England rolling the dice on Derek Stingley at three. Right. Traditional, conservative, New England Nick Casario roll the dice on the guy that hasn't played much in two years and didn't play good? I don't see that happening at all. Like, that would be, if you can get me on the points bet app and bet that one, I'd go, get me on it now. Two days later, after your mock draft came out, 19 New Orleans Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. Yeah. Your thoughts? Well, Garrett Wilson's another guy that I know I'm a little lower on. But I know there's people in football that have him in, you know, the second receiver right after right. Jameis Williamson, or maybe one because of the injury concern with Jameis Jameson Williams. So he is a guy that I look at to go, certainly going to go somewhere. I think ten through twenty, mm-hmm. like there's no doubt about it. But he's again a guy that could be a wild card for that top ten. To now, you know, some team at twelve might be sitting there going. Well, shit, they took Garrett Wilson and somebody stupidly took Derek Singley Jr. And now we got a player here that we didn't think is going to be here and he's here. Right. And that's why we're talking about this a little bit. So, yes, Garrett Wilson certainly could be one of those guys. I'm going to tie all three of these together that yeah. we just talked about. Thibodeau, 12 to Minnesota. Yeah. Stingley, 23, Arizona. Wilson, 19 to New Orleans. Yeah. Good question here. Well-timed, Pete, for getting this one in from Max Prescott. He said, which of these so-called consensus players that you have faded this year – Wilson, Thibodeau, Stingley. Yeah. Worries you the most that you might be too low on that? Wilson. Wilson, Wilson. It's a great question. Mac Prescott, who's always asking yeah. questions. I like Matt, Max. Um, but yes, Garrett Wilson's the guy that I'm worried about. You know, he's probably my sixth receiver on my board right around there. But I do have some friends who I know. They know some receiver, and they, they like him. So uh, I, he's the one that I'm scared of the most. Yeah. He is, he def, no doubt about it. Thinking about receivers, Drake London, you have him 15 to the Eagles. I, I would love to see him go in the top 10. Why do you have him that low right yeah, now? Yeah, well, 15, again, he's another guy that's in this wild card thing because I think he could be one of those guys that maybe somehow squeaks into the top 10. Yeah. You know, uh, again, it's, it's, let's say if Jamison Williams off the board, I don't know. What if he goes off the board and now the Jets are sitting there at 10? I, you know, I, I mean, could be Garrett Wilson, of course. I know that. Sure. But I know a lot of people like this guy, Drake yeah. London. They, I mean, again, there's some things he does at a very elite level. So he'd be one of those guys that, yeah, I think is, you know, capable of being in there that at least at the 10 spot type yeah. of conversation. Maybe not going much higher than that. I look at number eight. And again, I mean, just like loving big time offense yeah. and wanting teams that have been poor to be good again. The Falcons at eight, Kyle Pitts, kind of a different kind of tight end. If they had on the other side Drake London, 
really big, different kind of receiver. Like, I would be really tempted by that if I'm in that room. It's not a bad idea. I mean, yeah, you'd have two one-on-one massive Just to give your offense nightmares. something different than everybody else. It definitely would be different. There's no doubt. You'd make teams think about how they have to guard you and play you that way. And that's where he's elite. He's going to be a pain in the ass for teams to match up with. I always put, I know they're on other sides of the ball, but Drake London and Kyle Hamilton, to me, kind of go together in this yeah, draft because yeah. they're possible top 10 picks with wonderful physical traits and pretty good tape as well you've got Kyle Hamilton 11 to Washington did, did you consider him or how much in the top 10? I did I thought man maybe the would the Giants do it are they a team he's that linked maybe there a, seven? a lot whether yeah. he should or shouldn't be you know Atlanta at eight they have a safety need so right. there was like I definitely thought he was penciled in on one of my where I just went oh maybe that's the team that that jumps in there so yeah here again there's another guy that you know, could go all over the place on the board there, and I just think, yeah, there's a no. He's he's not going to be on the board past fifteen, but he could be somewhere six, seven, eight, right. or nine too, and that's why he's a wild card there. And then you know, there's one other question I wanted to hit on, yeah. if you don't mind, with yeah. Jacob Shapiro above yes. above there. Um, Jacob Shapiro asked if 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 I've seen Jermaine Johnson be compared to Chase Young in terms of body type, but do you think he's a better pure pass rusher than Chase Young? And I will say yes. I do think he's a better pure pass rusher. Then, then why only seven to the Giants? Well, again. I mean, if, which is very high. Right. But, I mean, listen, if the Jets win Jermaine Johnson at four and the other two pass rushers were off the board or whatever, I wouldn't go, well, that's just stupid. Yeah. I would go, I fucking get it. He's made for the Jets coming off the edge, wide nine technique, and just go, that's what he is. Yeah. So, uh, again, it's, it's uh, you know, the top ten's a little bit about needs and where it matches up that way, but I would not be mad if he went a little higher. Uh, but, yes, as a pure pass rusher, Hey, Chase Young, specimen, you liked him. There was concerns about him, even for me, coming out in the, the draft a little bit. He is a little stiff. All the things we worried about kind of reared its ugly face last year. Yeah. And he had a very – he's not the best pass rusher on Washington. Let's just say that. He's definitely not as good as Montez Sweat. He's got some work to do. This is a little off the board. Yeah. I want to get to Matt Corral in a moment here. But I, I just – I like the pick of Jamison Williams, number 10, to the Jets. What kind of pushback, what kind of reaction did you get with that? And I ask because of the need with the team and the fact that he might not be available for two or three months in the season. Yeah, uh, with Jam- yeah. I, you know, I think there's teams with Jameis and Williams at 10 there where, again, I, I think so many teams just go, he's amazing. He's yeah. by far the best one. And my thought would be 2022 ACL injury, like who gives a fuck? Like mm. what's that mean anymore? ACLs? Guys are like six days later. They're like, I think I can play this week. You know, so I just don't think there's the long-term worry anymore. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no, we're not going to have them for the first three weeks next year. Man, I didn't know the Jets were going to the Super Bowl. Right. Let's let's just play the long play. Let's play when he gets healthy, week six. Oh shit, look out for us in the second half of the year. Right. And then 2023 with Zach Wilson and the crew, and they're all growing together. Yeah. Holy shit, watch out in the AFC because here come the Jets. It's the long play. It's not about what he does in the month of September. Right. And I think you also have to, to take into consideration they have four, so they're going to have a big time splash pick somewhere. And they have two picks in the 30s. I know. And then they have multiple picks, I think, in three, four, and five. Like they are loaded. Loaded. Why not take a chance like that? On a wonderful talent who, okay, you, you say three weeks, it could be ten weeks. Who knows? He's going to miss some time. Agreed. But when you're that loaded in the draft, I think that's a, that's I a know. good gamble to play. And you protect your investment. Your best asset on your football team is your is, number two pick your, from last year, exactly. your quarterback, yeah. right? And you know, I, I said this today, kind of jokingly today, like, I don't care who you are. You need a little help. 
You need a little help. It helps the fan base get behind it. You know, again, I think Patrick Mahomes is awesome no matter what team he's on. But he got to jump on the scene extra yeah. fast because he got put on a team with like, hey, I'm getting in the NFL, and Andy Reid's calling plays, and I'm throwing to the best tight end in football and the most explosive receiver in football. And I get to oh, learn behind Alex right, Smith for a while. That's, right. So yeah. I get to do good. Oh, I'm Dan Marino, and I got to jump in the league, and it was Duper and Clayton. and Like, well, yeah. So <laughs> that helps. helps. It helps jumpstart you and get everybody to see your talent right away. Right. And then that backs off the pressure because everyone goes, well, we saw it. Even though he had an average year four, those first two years he was great. So, so yes, that's why you got to protect your asset and the quarterback a little. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Okay, it's a quarterback, and your yeah. number one guy, Matt Corral. Yeah. Again, you have Malik Willis going 20 to the Steelers and Kenny Pickett 32 to the Lions. Uh, Corral, your top guy, didn't have him in the first round. At lockdown, cornerback says or asks, why is Matt Corral seemingly falling off people's high-round draft boards? I clearly think he's the best quarterback of the class and has been since 2020. People trying to keep him on the down low, or does the yeah. general NFL consider him to be a second, third-round talent? No, I, I think there's a lot of people that like their talent. I hear a lot of things. One, hey, there's some off-the-field party stuff that's not that bad, but you know, some people make a big deal about it. You know, I've heard say like he's not the kind of guy that's going to come in and be the biggest personality leader in the room. Like you, you know, when like a a Brady walks in the room, you go, "Oh, fucking Brady's in here. He's that's right. his room now, right?" That I hear people say things like that. How much do you think that matters? Well, I think to some teams it does, or just yeah. teams that are looking for reasons not to like him. I just want to go, you just don't want to like him yeah. if you're getting into that. Because, like, I watched games on TV last year, and I watched the TV game this year as I was evaluating him, and I don't know. To me, he plays with the most, uh, like, uh, what, what do I want to say, alpha male attitude. He's the one that's, like, kind of talks shits to the other team. He kind of has a little pizzazz and fire. He's smiling with his own guys. I, I want to go. That's kind of the guy I would want to be my quarterback. So I don't know why, but I do think there's some teams sleeping on him that really do like his talent. I do. Um, just as far as the drop itself, I, I really don't know what there's there. Like when I hear sometimes it's a little the offense, but I hear like you know mentally in the meeting rooms he checks out. Everything's good there. I, I don't know what the reason is. Obviously, I'm just higher on him. You think second round heard, is probably most likely? Well, I think it, or late first. I think yeah. that's really, you know, would a, would a team like, you know, I, I said I think on Monday, like as a team like Atlanta, if he gets around 29, 30, do they sit there and at their 43rd pick start to go, hmm. let's get him now? Yeah. Let's go do it. You can see it happen. Or, yeah. or do they go, you know what, let's just wait till day two and we'll try, try maybe trade up a few picks in the second round to get him. Or maybe they feel like they can just sit there and wait for him. Um, but I am with you at Lockdown CB. He is the best quarterback in the draft for me, and he's the only guy that I think I would draft in the top 15. All right, as we sit here yeah. on Wednesday afternoon, draft coming tomorrow night, first round coming tomorrow night. We're reacting to all things Chris's mock that came out on Monday. Uh, okay, let's, let's move on to this topic. Four guys who you think won't go in round one, but you would definitely take if you were the GM taking for every team. So we just talked about Matt Corral. We'll push him out. How yeah. about linebacker Quay Walker, Ooh. Georgia? Yes. Uh, Quay Walker, to me, after Devin Lloyd, is the best middle linebacker in the draft. He's rangy, long, extremely athletic, 
bendable, pliable, flexible, you know, amazing in the pass game. Uh, again, uh, he's the guy. I think he'll be the linebacker that comes off the board first after Devin Lloyd. I'm still, I would, I, you know, round over to Kobe Dean. No, probably not round one. I don't think so. But I don't think it'll be a long wait at the at the top of the second round. I don't, and I would not be shocked. I wouldn't again. It'd be another one where if like somebody took him at thirty or thirty one or whatever, I wouldn't go. Oh man, that's stupid. You know, he's one of those guys I wrote twenty five to forty five for. Yeah. He's right in that range there. Let's stay in the SEC. Cornerback Alabama Jalen Armour Davis. Yeah, Jalen Armour Davis. He's another one that I'm I'm a huge lover of. Uh, I don't know if I would sit there and necessarily pound on the table necessarily round one, but certainly towards the top of round two, it'd be a guy that I would look at. And I, I, I don't know what the deal is there. He's a guy I would need to call around the league a little bit and be like, what, what's the deal? Why do we not like the six two four three nine corner and nobody gets open against? Looks like a first round corner yeah, when you watch him. Yeah, he does. He does, and I, I think he's kind of like just quietly under the radar. And I would be shocked if he's not off the board, Sarah, somewhere in the first half of the second. Back to the Georgia defense. No surprise after watching them all season. Safety Lewis Seen. He, he was a guy that you know when I do my mock draft, I write down like names of guys that I go, okay, these are all guys that I look at as like first rounders. And you know, you start to go, oh, I pick ten, and I. You know, cross the guy's name off. And cross. He was one that certainly, like, it hurt me. It hurt not to have him in the first round. Mm. I just think he's a phenomenal football player. And I, I really do. I think he's a phenomenal football he's, he's the most physical safety in the draft as far as hitting people. His ability to, like, kind of accelerate straight away, drive on balls, it's all, like, really top-notch. So he'd be another one. Again, I don't think he's going to the first round just from – you know, the way my mock played out, from what I hear with teams, it wouldn't be a bad thing if it did. Again, sure. just like the rest of these guys. Yeah. Uh, but that one hurt me. Like, brought a tear to my eye. Would you rather... I have a man crush on him. <laughs> would you rather have your team, and this could count for anybody, whoever your team is, have Kyle Hamilton, middle of the first round, or Lewis Seen, middle of the second? Ooh. Hmm. That's a good one. Kyle Hamilton, you said middle of the first? Middle first. I'll probably still go Kyle Hamilton there. I will. Hamilton's, you. yeah, it, it'd be a tough one. Yeah. It'd be a tough I mean, the value for Lewis seen at the middle of the second is what really makes me think of that, what you're saying there. Yeah. Um, but I would probably still go with him. Hamilton just does too many things well, in my opinion, yeah. to where I go, man, hot, middle of the first round, that's great value for him, too. And I just wanted to get to my – I'm not going to get to it, but either way. I was what are you try, looking for? I was going to try to get to for? my Lewis scene. I can filibuster uh, for a while. My Lewis scene breakdown here as far as what I like about him at safety. So but, how, how many full notebooks do yeah, you have three. at this point of the draft? Three? Yeah, three, yes. How right. are they labeled? Is so, it just chronological? It, is it, it's, I kind of just know where they are. I don't even label them. You just them. know. I just know. Like, yeah. And you found it. Right. I, I found it, yeah. Sounds like a tight system. But burst out of backpedal or tra- transition, top-notch, stick his foot in the ground, explode forward. Like some of the best acceleration you'll see at the position. You know, Hips, not the most fluid, but it's not horrible. And he makes up with the lack of hips with the great acceleration we just talked about to close on the ball. All right? He's got very quick feet, and he's a fearless hitter. Uh, I wrote he's he's a Marcus Williams who just got franchised for fifteen million dollars a year and when they signed the huge contract sorry with the the Ravens he's him but with lesser hips but more physical so uh, that's where I love this kid I really think he's like starting day one get out there kick ass safety one of the guy I want to throw some love to defensive tackle from Ioma uh, from Iowa State Ioma U- Uzer- 
Owazarike, excuse me. He's another one where I just go, that's ah, a fringe. I don't think he'll make the first round, but he's definitely one of the best interior D linemen in the draft and like one of my favorite under-the-radar right. guys. So tell me if, if you feel the same way. I've been yeah. doing this for so many years. About three or four years into studying the draft all spring, I got to the point where the second round was almost more fun than the first. I would bet you – people who have been listening to my podcast would probably – for the for – Bleacher Report to hear, yeah. they would probably tell you, Sims love second rounders. That was always my thing. You know, because too many of the times, the really good players are in the second round, yeah. but there's something, there's something about there, it. There's some bullshit perception a lot of the time. Or some the measurable. production's not there. DK didn't catch enough catches. <laughs> he drank a beer. This guy drank a beer once when he was 19. It's 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 all like bullshit always with the second rounders. I like how these guys always have their eyes closed with the bad. <laughs> yeah, the bad ones. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> if they're really bad. And weird voices. It's not just the voice that's weird. It's yeah. the eyes that are shut, too. It's those guys that don't have the right perception or media hype behind right. them sometimes in the second round where you go, man, they're this, yeah. they can't believe he's here. And you, you, it was very kind of you, Chris, to leave us a, a wide receiver headline as well. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, Pete, do we, we want to go with the Alec Pierce? We want to run the new top five. Let's go Alec Pierce first. Yeah. We'll tease there's a new top five. Sure. How's that? Okay. Yeah. At Sifo Bain asks, I know you mentioned being too high on Alec Pierce initially. Yeah, you had right. him at three, which makes sense why you don't have him in your round one mock. Yeah. Where in the draft do you think he ends up going, and how would you re-rank him in your top five now? I'd probably, I'd probably have him out of the top five, just a little bit. I, Alec Pierce is probably the... I don't want to say my worst. What it's happened my, there? I think I rushed to judgment. He exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. I probably need. It was a little. It was longer down the line. If I remember the day, um, I did it right. It was the end of the day. Mm, caught you to bad. Time. It caught me a little bit. So I, I got a little excited about what I saw. Premature. I turned on the Alabama game after I watched a bunch of plays. I went, damn, he got open against them. I had friends that went like, hey, dude, like, I like Alec Pierce. I think you're too high on him. I told you I had some friends also that were like, I, I put him in my top five. But they, they go back, like, you need to look at this and this and this. And, yeah. and I, that's what I try to do after I kind of get it all done. Again, I'm trying to watch all these positions in a very short period of time. He'd be the one I was probably, like, most disappointed with. Releases, yep. some tightness in the hips with certain routes. I think that would be the thing I would look at that, like, kind of bothered me the second time around were pointed out to me, too. I'm not going to sit here and tell you take all that credit. Yeah. But that's where, yeah. So now he'd be out of my top five. I'd probably make Garrett Wilson six and Alec Pierce number seven. Some people snack too much when they get caught at a bad time. Some people interact with their family in a bad I'm way. I'm not perfect. You rank receivers. It's I, a little too I, high. I, it, it, there's at, no that question. Time of the day. There's, I just did. Listen, it was a good not perfect. Yep. Okay. So while I was watching you, did Pete run the top five? I don't the even know. Five? I was watching okay, you. There it is again. See, there it is. Yeah. Jamison Williams won. I moved Drake London up. Okay, number three. There yeah. you go. Christian Watson, two. Traylon Burks, four. Chris Olave, five. Who'd you just say you'd have at six? I moved, I, uh, I, uh, Wilson, Garrett Wilson, six. He would be Alec six. Alec Pearson would be seven. Yes. Okay. Right. I'm an Olave fan. I really like Olave. Olave can do it all to me. Okay. Uh, he's, he's one where I thought, well, maybe I should even put him higher than five because he's got big playability. Uh, you go back and watch film from him two years ago. His route, he gets to run more routes. And do things that way. He can do it all. You know, London to me is just elite because of the size and the route running. And even though I wish the speed was better, I again in this league, 
You know, you can get away with it when you have those two other traits to where I go, they're going to find a way to get him the ball, and his route running and size is still going to yeah. get him open. Uh, so I, the more I watched him and watched crossover film of the corners from Washington and other guys in the Pac-12, I started to like Drake London more and more as I kind of went along. And you moved him from five to three. Right. Two, two reasons I really love him. Uh, number one, so, many, so much of the coverage right now, guys will – they're up pressed – they turn their back to the receiver. And a guy with that giant of a catch radius, it's just advantage him. No question. And they're not allowed to do anything to play catch-up once they're beat. I'm talking about defensive yeah, backs. Yeah, right. Hands on it all, flag is yeah, out. Yeah, right. It just seems like the kind of guy that would that would induce a lot of flags. The NFL, he, I, I think he fits the NFL game more than he does college. I really do. Because of what you're talking about, quarterbacks are great back shoulder throwers, yeah. put the ball in a spot where Mike can get it. He's unbelievable. He's the best I've ever seen at that. And then... You know, I think there's real slot value with the way he runs Agreed. routes. Yeah. So you can put him inside and go, hey, you got a big body working in between linebackers and safeties. And yeah. That's where that's where he is. And, hey, for the most part, you hear me say it, it's a size league. Guys got size. There's going to be a number of corners in football that you're going to go, teams are going to play whoever's got Drake on and go, fuck, we can't <laughs> even put corner one, two, and three over on him. What do you do with him? They're going to tear him apart. we yeah. got to think of what we're going to do. And that's where his value is. That's a Drake London yeah. moves from five to three. And- yeah. And uh, just taking a peek over here, you have him going 15 to the Eagles. That's right. How about a little Robin Hood theme? You ready yeah. for this? Robin Hood. 2022 edition. We used to have. There, there it is. is. I there never I remembered am. that, right? Man, I would love to go right there and sit down and smoke a big blunt. <laughs> That's what I want to <laughs> do. Who would you bring with you? That looks good. You uh, could bring two people. It could be an animal or a mm, person. Ooh, Two people. Or two people get to come to that stream. Oh, man. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. What do you got? Gosh, you're putting me on the spot there. I think you should bring Pete. <laughs> yeah, I should bring no, I want no? peace and quiet. Pete's going to want to like, hey, I read this on Twitter and this guy's saying this, so what do you think, Chris? <laughs> How about your German Shepherd? My German Wouldn't Shepherd. Wouldn't say anything. It would be great. I would. He'd, he'd be he'd he'd be one. Yeah, I got it. There's like a star that I'm missing that I would I'm like a celebrity that a you don't celebrity, know. Celebrity, right? That I would want to be like hanging out with. I mean, I don't know. Gosh, damn. Uh, Player I, to be named later. Well, let me get back to you on that one, man. <laughs> I, would, Pete says Bill people, I, I actually would enjoy that. I'd love to smoke fun. one and ask Bill football questions. That'd right? be interesting. How much fun would that be? Right. I know. Yeah. I know. I think of like Michael Jordan. I think of Patrick Mahomes. I th- I'm a I'm a whore for sports <laughs> stars. All right. Especially if they're quarterbacks. Yes. Exactly. Right. So yeah. I'll get. Let me think about okay. maybe next time you're doing the whole. I'll come out right away and go. You know what? I found the guy. Or maybe you can do it with your new boyfriend who was sitting here. <laughs> you're What's funny. his name? <laughs> I died. Oh damn! Pat, Pat, <laughs> Pat. He's so jealous, Pat Corain. I know, yes. I know. It just it, it keeps coming up. Okay, Robin Hood is what yeah, we're talking about. So it. basically, we have mid to late round prospects. Didn't make Chris's top fives, but Chris still likes this person a lot. Man, Sky Moore, wide yeah. receiver, Western Michigan. Sky Moore is the best pure slot guy in the draft. Right. Everybody needs one. Everybody needs one. Yeah. And he's got some outside value too because of how strong he is. So even though his size is not great. Right, he's got incredible twitch. He's got great acceleration. You know, he ran. I think it was what four five at the combine. But his real ability is how quickly he can accelerate or get into a break and then get out, and then has strength to go along with it. Paul, I think that's kind of the cool thing too. For a smaller guy, he's got some structure and some muscle to him, to where, I. It, like he's going to be able to handle himself versus bigger corners and press and all that. Let alone he's lightning quick to get off the ball, but 
he's got the strength to kind of like, oh, wait, I'm running a go route and this guy's bumping me and we're going down the sideline. He's not going to get like thrown off balance or get ruined. His body control and strength will keep him right where he wants. Love him. A couple other wide receivers, yeah. Jahan Dotson, Penn State. Yeah, uh, well, Jahan Dotson is, uh, I think people are overrating him a little bit, but still a guy that I go, holy crap. If somebody took him late in the first round, I wouldn't go, oh, that's stupid. I wouldn't do that, but he's a guy that I look at for like top of the second, mid-second to go, holy shit, you got a guy that can kind of do everything, and he's going to improve your wide receiver room greatly. Uh, he can do some of the slot stuff. He can run by people for go routes. Uh, so there's a guy that certainly was on that list of possible first-rounders that just didn't quite make the list, and I thought, man, this guy's still going to be a real good player. So, Chris, here's somebody I, yeah. don't, I don't know about at all. So yeah. in 30 seconds, educate me. Wide receiver Calvin Austin the third Memphis. Oh, maybe like my one of my favorite watches. Another five, man eight, crush. 5'8", yeah. 179, lightning quick. Probably the best acceleration in the whole draft, right? Real route running. Like, to me, this is like weapon, slot receiver, kick returner, punt returner extraordinaire. Why is he mid-round? on our team. Well, because he's 5'8". I think that's the big thing. And I don't think it'll be mid-round. I think he's the guy late second, third round. Hey, I talked to Sauce Gardner the other day. Yeah. Guy he brought up was the hardest guard for him. Calvin, Calvin Austin. Austin. He goes, I wasn't ready for that. He goes, I was just getting used to corner. And he's like, he's so small and quick. And he used his quickness. And he's like, it gave me issues. Hmm. I mean, basically to say that it gave him more issues than anybody else. And yeah, I mean, this is another one I want to I dig through my scouting report and tell you all about him because I do love Calvin Austin. I really do. Here it is. Wait, it's the blue notebook. It was in the blue. It was in the blue. What color is that one over there? Uh, that's green. And your and third one is red. what? It's yeah. red. Yep. Okay. Red, green, blue. Um, but yeah, what, like quick note, you know, body language, unbelievable route running, stop start ability is insane. Has another gear with the ball in his hands, releases at the line of scrimmage, or as good as anybody you're gonna find. He's scrappy, he's tough. You know, screen plays, plays outside, and they line them out there. They're like all the time. Like when I see stuff like that, I go, well, they just think he can win out there all the time. He obviously does that in practice. You know, so you know, he's a he's. To me, almost Tyler Lockett-ish, right? To where Tyler Lockett's that's, pretty damn good. That's a damn good comp. I know. And that's where I think this guy, yeah. mid, late second, maybe early third, right there, is going to be a steal. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right. That's Robin Hood. I understand we have a guest. Apparently did we do. Did you know this? I did. Yeah. I did. A live guy. This guy's okay. He's all right. I like, I like hanging around him every now and then. But Jay Croucher, our man, I'm just joking because this is one of my favorite dudes right here. What's up, Jay? How you doing, man, from PointsBet? Good to see you again, Chris. It's been a while. It has been a while. What's up, man? What have you been doing? You've been enjoying life? Family good? Everybody good there? Everyone's good. Yeah, I got the third kid on the way in a few weeks. So mm. that and the NFL drops the focus at the moment. All um, right. Yeah, looking forward to, to talking some props with you. Oh, man. Well, you're screwed. Third kid, your life's about to get ruined. All right. <laughs> you got you're talking no to chance. two guys with two up here. So <laughs> yeah, I know. That's four. You're on the third. We stopped. We weren't that crazy. 
All right. Right off the bat. I you know what? I just you know, you're sitting there at points bet with all those fancy screens behind you. What this draft year with all the uncertainty at number one and everything, just like kind of give us an overview about the craziness of this year as a, as it pertains to betting and with the draft. Yeah, it's a total mess. Uh, the first pick market. Normally, there's a bit more clarity. Like last year, just everyone knew Trevor Lawrence was going to go first, uh, and that was just completely done. This year, we've had nine different favorites to go first overall. So, just a total mess. It wasn't that long ago that Spencer Rattler was the favorite to go first. Uh, so now, now we've got Trayvon Walker at minus three hundred. Still don't entirely trust that, but he is the favorite at the moment. Aiden Hutchinson has slid a lot, and then Ekem Aquonu has risen a little bit. So we think it'll be one of those three. And, and right now, Trayvon Walker is the heavy favorite. Jay, Jay, do you like what? What's what's mainly driving this market? This conversation. I mean, I know betting and money, right? But is it also rumors or you know things that are you know maybe traveling through the grapevine? I mean, what what really sets the the narrative there? Yeah, I mean, it's like alleged text messages from someone who might be a cousin of someone who might work at the Jacks. Like, this is the stuff that drives the market. Yeah, um, it is all just information. It's it's mock drafts. It's sources. It's things that get posted on Twitter. Uh, but mostly, it's it's sharp betters who are betting the market, and they're, if they're placing big bets on Trayvon Walker, then we move the market in his favor. But again, it's not like. For instance, in the Super Bowl, we have so much data. There's so much information that we're so confident that the Rams should be four-and-a-half-point favorites over the Bengals. This kind of market, I really can't tell you with much confidence who should go number one or who will go number one, but everything at the moment is is, is pointing to Trayvon. Yeah. Hmm. We're talking to Jay Croucher. He's the points bed head of trading. Jay, we haven't officially met. This is Paul. Nice to see you. Good to chat with you. I have a good question here from at goal line stand too, and this has been on my mind as well. It says, I have a question for Jay. What's the sports book's biggest liability for this year's draft? Yes, yeah, so we don't want Trayvon Walker to go number one overall. Uh, that's the big <laughs> one. Where, and it's uh, we're not in a great spot at the moment. Um, but, you know, this is the nature of the draft is that, you know, these markets, they are pretty vulnerable uh, and you can beat them um, if you are really studying them and studying the movements. So he's the big one. We would like the, the shock to happen and Aiden Hutchinson to go first. We still are hanging on to the fact that, you know, all the reporting has been that the owner wants Hutchinson, the GM wants Walker, and the coach wants Aquino. So hoping that uh, the coach or the, uh, the owner will ultimately have their opinion, uh, be the one that, that triggers the pick. But, yeah, at the moment, not looking too good. Yeah, no no doubt. doubt. I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I mean, gosh, I, I know a bunch of people in football, and I think everybody's like, who the hell is going to happen at number one? Right. I really don't. And, I, and Jay, I don't know. I, I feel like they're going to go. I think the head coach is going to win out, but we'll see where that goes. All right, two other guys. I want to ask you about to me are like the lightning rod picks. I don't look at either one of these guys as top 10 picks, but the scouting world, the mock drafts world loves these guys. Can you kind of give us a little clue of just where things are at with the corner Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU and then Kayvon Thibodeau, who's just been all over the place. Kind of what's that done to your life over there at points bet? Yeah. So Stingley is an interesting one where, you know, his stock, it, it dropped a little bit. And now in recent days, it's really surged where now we think there's a pretty good chance that he goes three overall to Houston, uh, where he is starting to edge out Source Gardner there. But the thing is, is that, you know, if Stingley doesn't go three, 
he could fall out of the top 10 very conceivably uh, because there just might not be as many landing spots for him. It seems like if the Jets are picking a corner at four, that they prefer Source Gardner. I think that Source Gardner is is the more likely player to, to go in the top 10, but Stingley might have that higher upside going to three. So that's been a tough one to figure out. And then, yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau, I don't really understand uh, how everyone has just cooled on this guy because this guy was, you know, not that long ago. He was minus 110 and the favourite to go first overall uh, he was thought of in a different stratosphere to Trayvon Walker. And now Trayvon Walker's the guy who's minus 300 to go first. And and Thibodeau is looking like, yeah, maybe he'll go fourth uh, to the Jets. Or, you know, there's some chance that he could slide out of the top 10 as well. So he's probably the guy who is the most interesting um, to me, just in terms of, you know, where he will go. He's got probably the broadest range of outcomes where he could go anywhere from two to falling outside the top 10. Jay, I, I have another curious question, and I, I I don't gamble a lot, so a lot of this is interesting to me, but I'm not quite sure how the details work. So uh, let's just pick out Thibodeau. You are just talking about him. You have him going to the Jets at four, plus 150 favorites. So if I pull out $100 and say, you know what, I don't think he's going to go four. Here's my $100. How's that work? Yeah, so what you can do is you can bet on his draft position over under. So you can basically bet on uh, – you can bet to fade him or you could bet for him to fall outside of the top 10 or you could look at guys who, uh, you know, you think are more likely to go to the Jets at four, you know, like a source garden or, or potentially an offensive lineman. So there are – if you think someone's going to slide, there are lots of ways to fade them um, by betting them to go, you know, later than their over under or, or just betting – you know, the other players um, at the picks where they're most likely to go. So if, if, if I put that 100 on that pick, and I think you're right, and I say, okay, I think he is going to go forward to the Jets, $100 plus 150, how much money do I get back? So you get back $150 on that return uh, on Thibodeau. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got it. Where Paul's Paul's green right here. Yeah. So if it's plus, well, yeah, if you bet, if it's plus 150, yeah. all right, you're going to bet 100 and yep. get 150 back. Okay. If it was minus 150, yes. All right. You'd have to bet 150 to get 100 back. If that explain, if that makes it simpler, does that make sense? Does that make sense? So maybe I don't know if I made that the right way, yeah. uh, or maybe if I explained that the simplest way. Did he? I Jay? got it, Chris. You got it. I got you it. Got right. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just didn't know if that was the best way to do it. So no. yes, that's how it works. <laughs> okay. Um, I I uh, listen. I, I I think these two guys are really interesting in the convo here. And just for the points bet people out there that might be watching, I, I'm just one that would tell you fade Derek Stingley and fade Thibodeau. I would. Uh, first off, here are just my Texans to three with Derek Stingley. Conservative Nick Casario from New England. You don't like it. I just don't see him going, let me go with the guy whose best film was two years ago or yeah. three years ago. That's just to me. And Lovey Smith is there who doesn't believe in shutdown corners. He plays cover two. He got to Tampa with Darrell Rivas. He's like, why are you here? We play cover two. I don't need you. So <laughs> that, that to me would be that. Uh, that and, and Thibodeau at four to me, I'm just out of my two cents, Jay. I'm trying to be like you and give the betters an angle here. <laughs> Jay, here's the next question. Quarterbacks. Yeah. Yes. Where the hell? Where the hell? What the hell? Yeah. What's going on? What's the market like? Like it's it's I've never seen anything like this with the quarterback conversation in the draft. Yeah, again, total mess. Uh who knows what's gonna happen. Uh we might see, you know, right now we have the over under at 
two and a half quarterbacks being taken in the first round. Obviously, the two guys most likely to be taken are Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. Uh, I expect they will both be first rounders. And then the real, I guess, hinge point then is, you know, is someone going to to take Desmond Ritter or Matt Corral in the first round and potentially, you know, with the last pick of the first round. But yeah, I mean, for, for us as bookmakers, it's much easier when there are just superstar quarterback prospects because they just kind of form tent poles in the markets where, you know, last year was was easy at the top. We just knew Trevor Lawrence was going one. We knew Zach Wilson was going two. And then the pivot was going to be who goes three. Uh, so this year, much more complicated. Where do you have Pickett and Willis going? Well, yeah, I mean, right now we have uh, Willis going is over under is around 15 and a half and Pickett is 17 and a half. I think that the most likely team to take uh, Kenny Pickett um, uh, and Willis at this point in time would be the Steelers and the Panthers. They're probably the teams um, that are most likely to get involved there. But I mean, there are just there are so many quarterback needy teams that he real they really could go anywhere in the twenties. And there are teams as well that you know I think that might be willing to trade up right. because to get a quarterback, you know, you're not having to trade up for you know pick three like San Francisco last year. You're potentially having to trade up for like pick twenty eight. Uh, so there's much less to give up. And, you know, you just look at the teams like, you know, not just Pittsburgh, Carolina, but teams like Seattle, New Orleans, Atlanta, maybe, you know, Houston seems relatively content with Davis Mills. But, you know, if the opportunity arises, maybe they could get involved. So, yeah, it's just kind of uh, it's chaos with the quarterbacks. Well, I was going to say, like, you know, just off of that, like, have you ever had a year like this that you remember where just the, the first round seems to be such a crapshoot and just no feel is – is it is does it make it better for you guys or worse that it's kind of all over the place like this? Worse, yeah, way yeah. worse. Yeah, it's, uh, it's much more difficult to price when there's just so much uncertainty everywhere. Like last year, at least, you know, knowing the first two picks and knowing that you know there were going to be ripple effects from three, and we were pretty confident that Atlanta was going to take Kyle Pitts. This year, it's just a mess at kind of every spot, and I can't really remember a year like it. The only thing I can remember as a parallel is, is in the NBA, the year that the Cavs took Anthony Bennett first overall out of nowhere. And there was no real star pick, but in the NFL, there usually is the, the quarterback, at least one of them who we know is going to go in the top three or four. Uh, but this year is, uh, yeah, it's chaos. If you could take us behind the scenes with, with what's happening with Desmond Ritter this last week, because I mean, it wasn't too long ago. Most people thought he was a second or third round pick. Now he's, uh, some people will tell you he's, he's likely to go in the first. I think you have his over under at 30 and a half. What's happening there? Yeah, Ritter's a really interesting prospect. He's, I think a lot of the advanced numbers really like him. Uh, a lot of the advanced scouting likes him as well. Sees him with, you know, p- potentially more upside. And so he's a guy who at one point he was 50 to one to be the first quarterback off the board. And those odds have shortened significantly. Still don't think he's going to go above Willis or Pickett, but you know, he has, he is a guy whose stock is definitely rising. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's surpassed, you know, the likes of Matt Corral um, to go, you know, in the top three quarterbacks. So right now we think he's a pretty solid bet as the third quarterback off the board. All right, last one. I just want to play with you here a little bit. Uh, just two guys, just because there's only one linebacker that everybody agrees is going to go in the first round, right? So the two Georgia guys, just after, just that. There's Nicobe Dean, which is the popular first round pick. There's a guy named Quay Walker, who I love, who I think is the second best linebacker behind Devin Lloyd in the draft. Over unders are right in the 30s range there. 
you know, you know, what's your feel with the linebacker market, and do you think there's a way that maybe one of them sneaks in the first round there? Yeah, I think Kay Walker, his stock is definitely rising. Uh, and I, to me, the interesting thing with these guys is, you know, how much are teams looking at what Micah Parsons did last year? Right. Where you look at, you know, what is happening, what that guy did to that Dallas defense, taking them to a top three unit in the league. And so someone like Kay Walker who has, you know, immense upside. His measurables are off the charts. His speed is next level. I think he is a guy that definitely could sneak into the first round. Man, oh man, I think that's going to have to be it for Jay Crouch. Jay, I, Jay so, well, he looks a little stressed more than normal. I can tell it's <laughs> a crazy Jay. He's pulling hair out. He's going, I don't know what play to make betting this week. I don't know what the hell to go. I'll give What's him credit. He, did, he didn't try to cover that up either. He's like, this is kind of <laughs> yeah, stressful. Well, he kind of let it know. He was like, yeah, this is not good for us. We don't know what the hell's going on. That's not good. <laughs> uh, Jay, always love talking to you, man. Thanks for uh, giving us a little info there. Good luck with the draft. All right, and we'll talk to you soon. Hopefully we'll talk to you next week, man. A pleasure. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, see you, buddy. That was fun. So that, I mean, I feel like I'm the perfect candidate to keep him here for like six hours because I know enough about the draft where I've got questions. I, I really know very little about gambling, well, but I'm curious. Yeah. I, I love hearing about no, it. No, I know. We know you know nothing about gambling after that. It's all right, right? Question. I, no, it's fine. I, I, I don't. I know. Yeah. I, it's great. It's yeah. great. I like that you asked I know it. over-under. Yes. I, I mean, I know they're going to win or going to lose, <laughs> but like plus 150 or negative yeah, 220. Yeah, I know. If you're not know. paying attention, you don't know what the plus yeah. or the minus means, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I know yeah. that, that's, that's what's I could have kept him all day. Plus is good. Plus is good. Plus is good. Fade. Well, yeah, possible. Well, well, fade means you're just kind of going for the under, the bad, right? The under. Okay. I'm going, I'm going to, you know, I, oh, Thibodeau is at four and a half over under. I'm going to play the fade. I think he's going to go after four and a half, yeah. right? He's going to fall there. Um, but yes, it's, plus, it's, it's all interesting. Plus stuff. 150 is a, a good thing. That means you can only bet 100 and you can get whatever that plus number is off yeah. of it. When it's minus, you have to bet. The, the, that number that's the minus just to get the 100, if that makes sense. I tried to explain it that way, no, but we'll have a deeper talk sense. about it later. All I, right. I would like to. So right. is, this, like, is this like Jersey degenerate sort of thing? You're just around it, so like it was it embedded in you, it or was, did you learn it for the business? No, no, I, I definitely had some friends, even I feel like in high school, that were already starting yeah. to gamble, and yes, they were from New Jersey, fitting <laughs> just right in, fitting right in. And my friends from New Jersey, they have points bet app, all yeah. right? And if you want to get in on this, all right, yep, Polly, I do. I this do. is right here. Look at that points Look at that bet. Perfect ten presented by that asshole, Chris Sims, right there. That's right. That has been if you're looking, someone yes. spent a lot of time on that. Yeah. All right, look at that. No, it just professional pictures, and it was all set up to make me look really good, and I'm sure they airbrushed it too, all right? I think so. But the points bet, perfect 10, presented by Chris Sims. Stop being so sure that they did it. Like, you don't know. Maybe I'm that good looking. Over, under, all a right? number of hours someone spent on making that look really good. Three and a half. Oh, Three gosh. and a half hours. All right, here we go. Points bet, perfect 10, presented by Chris Sims. All right, here we go. If you've been listening to the pod over the last few weeks, you know that I've been giving you insight and analysis to help you make – make you smarter as it comes to the draft. Our partners at PointsBet, yep, my man Jake Croucher, as you just saw and listened to, have been listening as well. And we've cooked up a contest that you won't find at any other sports book. The PointsBet Perfect 10 presented by, yes, Christopher David Sims. David. That is me. Mm. Why Perfect 10, you ask? Because, um, yeah, you got to do that. You got to be exactly perfect in selecting picks 1 through 10 on Thursday night and if you're perfect you can win $100,000 in free bets from PointsBet. 
All right, so here's how it works. Go to pointsbet.com or download the app. If, you, if you're a new user, don't forget to enter code HOMIE to get two first risk-free bets up to $2,000, all right? So code HOMIE, that gives you $2,000 in free bets, all right? Once you're signed up or if you're already a PointsBet user, head to the promos page and opt in to the PointsBet Perfect 10 contest, all right? Opt into the Perfect the points bet perfect 10 contest after opting in go over to the 2022 draft betting markets you'll see individual betting markets for picks one through ten from there place 10 bets with the stake of your choosing it can be as low as 50 cents you'll need to place exactly one bet each though from one through ten everybody got that doesn't have to be a lot of money, but you got to bet 1 through 10. Get your bets in prior to 9 a.m. Eastern tomorrow morning, Thursday morning, and then sit back, relax, and wait to see if you can be $100,000 richer. Whew. That was, a, that was the a longest lot of one of the year. That's a lot of words. Pete says, and the top guy will be on the podcast? The, the top man or woman? Yes. We're, be on the whoever, whoever gets it perfect. Yeah. Whoever has the best score, we're bringing them on the pod. That's awesome. So they can tell us how perfect they were. Will they be sitting here, Pete? Well, hopefully. Will we're going to kick your ass out of here in a hurry. <laughs> you're fading me. <laughs> we're fading you. Fade, fade yeah, Paul. Yeah. Fade Paul. You're, you're an underdog. You're a minus 150. <laughs> couple of, a couple of thoughts here. Yeah. If you go one through 10, I, I think it should be, and you get them all right. Yeah. I think you should get more than 100 grand. <laughs> It seems like it should be worth like two fifty. <laughs> yeah, negative well, two fifty. Tell that to Plus Jake two. Croucher and points. You want to get your own money? You want to throw in there? Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about you in the USFL booth over the weekend. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I was doing a read, right? And they hand it to you now, like it's not in card form anymore. It's right. like on an iPad, but the iPad wasn't clean, and there was a, it was a night game, so there were there was a glare from the lights. So I had to like find the perfect angle to, to get it right and, and have a chance at reading it okay. Right, and right. I thought about you and how well you do these. Yes. I'm like, well, shit, Chris would do this well. And you got it done? So I had better get it together. Yeah, right. I, did. I did. All right, good, yeah. good. Yeah, that's good. Good yeah. job. Went good. fine. Good. It went fine. Yeah, all right. All right, there's Paulie. Paulie <laughs> taught us about his lack of gambling experience yeah. today. Yeah, yep. Um, iPad reading. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Paulie's coming over there. for the pod, I mean, for the draft tomorrow. Excited. We got the crew coming over. What should I bring? Nothing. Come on. My, Absolutely My nothing. wife won't let me go to somebody else's house for like a dinner-ish kind of thing without nope. having something. Don't bring anything. Don't worry. I'm going to come with something. So All right, fine. Bring a bottle of wine for my wife. Right. So she'll be happy with that. Okay. Right? If you got to bring red or something. White. Red. Okay. Right? All right. She's Italian. She likes red. Um, all right. That's it. You got the pod there today. We didn't even get to all my Robin Hoods. No, we you didn't. Know, but it's okay. We didn't. I'm going to throw them out me? there right now. No, we okay. had to go. We talked too much. I'm going to throw them right now just to give them the love. My man Tyler Smith from Tulsa. Yep. Tackle, guardish in the NFL. Love him, killer. Josh Pascal, Kentucky. Defense end, second rounder. To me, one of the best edge guys in the draft. Drake Jackson, USC. Probably yeah. not till like the third round, but it got all the body and measurables yes, and things does. you like yep. to go. You know, maybe he does go the second round. Maybe I'm wrong, but I love him a lot. Dominique Robinson from Miami of Ohio, one of the most natural pass rushers in the draft as far as Ben, get off, some of the true things you look for, you know, as a rusher. Cam Taylor Britt from Nebraska. All right, that's another guy. Corner, incredible acceleration, explosion, a little stiff, plays a lot of zone, but there's something there to the guy. Nick Cross, safety from Maryland, kind of a freak of nature athlete who's a little raw. 
typical Maryland guy, in my opinion. And then center Cam Jurgens from Nebraska. To me, would probably have been like the next guy I would have ranked seventh on the all-line draft or whatever. But I think he goes somewhere in the mid-second, late-second. He's a really good start right away center in the NFL. So I just wanted to get all those in. I want to give love to those guys. Check us out Friday. Please. Friday morning. I'm going to do... We're going to do PFT, Florio. Okay. We're going to do a draft recap. That will be the podcast. So if you'll hear a Friday draft recap podcast, it'll be with me and Florio. And then Thursday night, going to be on social media the whole night. We're going to do some things on Twitter with every pick. I'm going to give a breakdown of the pick, what makes sense for the team. I think we'll probably even get on some little Instagram live. So you'll see us there from the barn at my house. Paulie will probably be in the background. Yes. And let's have some fun. With a bottle of wine. Right, right. For the missus. Yes, for the missus. Yes. So everybody enjoy the draft. Keep the questions coming in. Pay attention draft night. You know, I'll be on social media listening on Friday. Hope everybody enjoys. Be good, Paulie. Good to see you. You're the man. Good seeing you. See you at your house. See you at my house. See you at your house. Bring your A game, kid. I will. I will. (laughs) The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.